0: talking like a good old boy there. You got you little son bitchy. a um, If I rape you hard enough, you'll like it, I think. I got all the time in the world. That's all. I just have a hard time with the giant space cube. Oh, I'm going to sacrifice 2.5 hours of my life to that. I think you have the hugest
1: cock I've ever seen on a man. Wearing a leotard with a just, just rammed up a crack. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's... We're teachers now. We're school teachers.
0: Of course, now you're frozen. Yep. Oh, I didn't hear anything you said, so... (laughs) it's fine skype froze so great so I'm I'm frozen not now not now okay you're like well it's like this and then it's Good. know what I mean it's like nope didn't hear a thing you said but maybe the
1: the first to say I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing updates on Chris Como I don't give I don't care what he's going through with coronavirus don't care
0: Oh but he has symptoms as me so I kind of cared.
1: Oh I just I open up Yahoo homepage every and it's like every time it's, it's first day of isolation this is what he expected this I, I don't I don't care. There's millions of other people that have it I don't care about yours. <laughs> That's just my morning grumpies. I, yeah, I hate seeing the same shit over and over on my news feed. Uh, I don't even have a news feed. <laughs> really? No. You just It's just, here's the search engine, you just type in what you want to search for. The end. No,
0: I don't even do that. What am I going to go look for, Eugene? What am I going to go look for? Biden quotes? Fucking Uh, Trump quotes? Is that a way to start your day? Angry?
1: So, (laughs) what do you do? Is it just a blank computer screen that you say, computer, look up this and this? No,
0: I go to Facebook and Twitter and social media and stuff, and people post clips of... Stuff, I can I can see stuff there, and if there's anything I want to know more about, I can go search it, but... Don't you have a, you have to have a homepage, a landing page of some sort, right? No, Facebook. Oh. Uh, oh, you okay. say oh like that, but you're on Facebook every episode of this damn show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no, usually, I just, maybe it's the old-fashioned me, I just thought you kind of had to have a, a search well, yeah, engine for you your... No, you can set your own homepage, so that when your thing opens, I mean, yeah. maybe you can't with Mac, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, when mine opens I, I I go there. I go I got my movie sites. I go to, you know. Yeah. I you, you <laughs> just go to whatever comes with your computer. Is that it what I'm hearing?
1: Oh, I think I whatever Yahoo, okay, fine. You're you're it. <laughs> Tag you're it. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh. So, how are you, sir? Oh, now you froze up and I heard i I'm not sure if he's frozen
0: or just doesn't know how he is I'm not sure which it is I moved a little bit oh Uh, it's gonna be one of those shows Uh. uh,
1: well everybody (laughs) in the world
0: has to Skype because they're all working from home yeah um how are you try again (laughs) oh I'm good I'm good
1: um uh, uh, am I frozen or not? No, you're I good. You're good. I'm, I... Okay. Um, bitch on, sir. Oh, I, let's see. I, um, um, oh, well, a good, a good thing is I'm getting a Halo Mega Block set today. Uh, so I'm like, I, I have to find something to do in this house uh, to get away from the cats and the Whatever, so I'm like, I'm gonna buy myself a Halo Mega Bloks set and roost in my office. And what, just, what's? I don't know what that is. Halo. Hey, well, okay, Mega blocks are like it's kind of sort of Legos, but they're for a little bit more advanced, like a little bit older people, I oh, guess.
0: Okay, As I was gonna say Mega Mega sounds like. You get the ones for the infants that are that are huge. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just picture you in your office just building is, Legos and blocking no, the door. I can't do it. These huge, huge, like foot by foot blocks.
1: No, they. Uh, it, basically, it's like with Legos, you can take them apart and play with them, then whatever, build different stuff. With the Mega Blocks, you put it together and then you display it. It kind of is the whole thing. That's so my my Enterprise. Mm-hmm. That's Mega Blocks. I've already got a couple of Halo things that I got for Lucas that he put together and uh, then he would take them apart, which you're not supposed to take them apart and mix and match pieces. And so I finally got all the pieces for his uh, – the Halo Warthog and then the Covenant, one of their ships. And I finally got all the pieces together and put them together and I'm like, no, now they're going to be in my office. You're not You're. – they're now officially mine.
0: Yeah. President so, business.
1: That's you. Yes. <laughs> Yep. So I'm going to get this Halo
0: ship of some sort, and uh, I'm going to put it together. So. Yeah, well, my boys are almost there. They're a couple years behind you, or your kids, but uh I kept telling the grandparents, quit buying them Legos, because it drives me nuts, because help me, help me, help me, help me, you know, they buy these little tiny sets, of, it's a car, and whatever, and so then you uh-huh. put it together, and then Corbin wants to play with it like a matchbox car, so he rams it, it, right? yep. it off the table, and falls all to pieces, Daddy, put it back together, and, uh, and then I, you know, put them in nice baggies so all the pieces stay with the same sets and instructions, which they promptly dump into the big Lego box um, that I gave them. That was mine when I was a kid. And so, good luck. And then they rip the instructions to shit, and okay, have fun with all your Lego pieces. I I gave up, but uh, they still buy them Lego sets, even though I keep telling them not to. And yeah. Play-Doh. Quit buying them Play-Doh. I'm sick of the slime. Quit buying them slime. Yeah.
1: Oh, I hate
0: uh, when we we always get slime. Some sort of slime at a birthday or Christmas. Ugh, it's slime. It pisses me off. And they go on the table and make everything sticky, and then I, I throw it right in the trash. I hate... Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's For us, it's usually some sort of a slime-type thing or Nerf guns. No more Nerf. I'm done with Nerf guns. We have so many of them. They're big, and I don't... Where do we... I don't want to put them... Like, I don't want the kids to play with them in the
0: house, and... We only had a couple of them, and then my uh, cousin, who is uh, 15, who was way into them for most of his life, would have big Nerf parties and stuff, he grew out of it. And so my aunt just brought him over, like, a whole big tub of Nerf guns. And I mean, he had the Gatling gun thing that you set up with a tripod, and... Uh, so I don't really care about that because I threw them all right down into the basement toy dungeon. Go down there and go nuts! I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But keep them out of that. They're not. They're not in the rest of the house. No.
1: Yeah, but they're are. Oh, it's. It seems like whatever the parents, like our parents, get the kids. It's always like either the slime junk or bigger stuff that takes up room mm-hmm. that they they play with for a day and then they're done. It's, they're done with it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just got done going through that toy dun- dungeon and throwing a whole ton of crap out. I mean, we'll donate it to somebody that can use it, but it's all, you know. Yeah. Every year, we go to the, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't really have, I mean, I had my one set of grandparents, they were dead by the time I was three. My other set, they had so many kids and were divorced and separated and Amish and weird, like, I I think I got three presents from my one grandma in my life. And that's more than my dad ever got from his mother. Yeah. But uh these kids, oh, I mean, we go to one grandparent's for Christmas yep. and here's a whole trunk full of toys. And then we go to the next one and here's another whole trunk full of toys. And it, it's, it's one of the reasons we don't get them a whole lot. We don't spend a lot of money on them for Christmas because it, it's ridiculous. We keep telling them, yeah. knock it off. Oh, I just wanted to get him a couple of books and a couple of this and a couple of here's a Lego sets and more slime and uh, that's not my real bitch sesh, but I um, yeah the the slime though just I'm right there with you on this one. I
1: hate and we never get it for him. It's always sisters or parents
0: want the, the, like oh and here's a cup of you know ogre slime. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, like uh, here you can make fart noises with this one. You shove it back in the can and.
1: Yeah. Great. Uh They're entertained
0: by that for two seconds and then it's in the carpet somehow, uh, or the dogs eating it and throwing it up. And yeah, no, usually what I try to do when we have those big (laughs) holidays where they get all this crap is I try to, as soon as we get home, I try and find those things and throw them straight in the trash. So they never even realize (laughs) that they're there. Uh, anyway, so yesterday I went to deliver the kids packets to school and pick up their new packets of homework. And, uh, I was like, I'm just gonna walk. It's not a nice day, you know? My wife's like, I think they want you to take the car. They want you to drive through. Like, I, why does it matter? I'm just walking down to where the drive through is. What's the, what's the, well, I think it's a safety concern. They want you to. Fine. So I drive down and I hand them my packets and they go, Oh, sir, you're, I think your car is leaking something. I'm like, Okay, well, I'll check it out when I get home. I'm not far from home. <laughs> Can't get the car to go up the hill. I have to park Uh, it at the school because some hose busted and it won't run. And it's just... Yeah. (laughs) Oh. And then, of course, since I took the car, I didn't even bother putting on shoes. I put on my house slippers. So now I get to get out of the car and then people are coming to try and help me. And I'm like... Oh. (laughs) So I get to go try and call a mechanic and deal with that today. But, uh mmm, just love that kind of stuff. Especially when I'm... I could throw a rock and hit the school from where I live. It's like... Yeah. Ugh. But, oh, well. You know, honestly, if I hadn't done that, then the wife would have taken it to work this morning, and halfway to work, it would have done that. And then she'd been stranded on a road. At least I was in a parking lot and was able to back it down into a spot. But... Uh, oh, that still sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I...
1: I... We're just trying to find new and inventive things to do here at the house, and you know we we go outside and we got to be careful if we go outside because certain neighbors don't like to practice social distancing and like
0: get your kids away from. <sighs> yep, we kind of got to do the same here. We we had told the one neighbors who keep coming close the one our, our friend neighbors they know and their one kid's a little auto mean or has a little bit of an issue, so he cannot get it. Um, Okay. And so no problem. We separate, we're, we say 10, 15, 20 feet away from each other. Uh, the other neighbors, I already told them once I have it. Like I yelled at their youngest kid, get away from my kids. And he's like, we don't have it. And I was like, I do. We do. And he's like, Oh yeah. And then two weeks later, which was like yesterday, the other brother of that kid is like, it's okay. We don't have it. It's like, Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Judas priest it just uh, so we send our boys out to yeah run laps they have to go run laps every day around their property and uh that's about it then come back inside cuz all the other neighbor kids want to play on trampolines and it's like nope all you do is wrestle forget that mm mm-hmm. mhm so yeah it's funny we like um we have one set
1: of neighbors who um the boys a little bit more rough and, and it's this is interesting, the, this whole coronavirus, how, like, I figured out certain neighbors, like, and I hate to say this, but, uh and maybe this is just me being judgmental or whatever, but I'm like, I almost have figured out who the Republicans and the Democrats are around here. I have. I'm like, you don't seem to give a shit who you talk to, how close you are, whatever. Republican. And then there's one set of neighbors that I'm... I don't know. The, the boy's always been kind of rough, whatever. And I'm like, ah, we probably won't be that buddy-buddy with them. But I'm like, they have isolated themselves. Like, they do good. I am impressed with them. Like, they're inside. And if the kids are outside, they stay the hell on their property. It's not riding the... Oh, we're bored. So let's go ride the bikes and the cul-de-sac and the... the, 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 the and get close right. to other kids. So I'm... I got I... I'm giving props to them. I'm like, they are doing it right. But there's a couple others, and I'm like, keep your damn kids off of my driveway. I I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Bye. By. I,
0: I got to tell you, though, I don't know if you're right on the Republican Democrat thing. Because the these one neighbors that I'm talking about, they've got to be liberal Democrat. They're always on their... I, I, just trust me. They have to be. And it, they, they huh, don't seem to care. And whereas, like my parents, they're Trump supporters, and yeah. they're doing everything by the book. But then again, my mom was a nurse, and yeah, she, she wrote true. a long blog about my uh, me going through Corona and what it was like for her because she was trapped in Florida, more or less. Yeah. And uh, oh, frozen, dumb Skype face! You're in the middle of taking a drink. How long am I gonna have to look at this shit? <laughs> just mouth open, just water <laughs> god <laughs> Perfect. Ugh Um So distracting. So anyway, uh she wrote this long blog post about it and about how important it is to quarantine and stay home and, and yada yada and and it's amazing. It like it got a bunch of shares from my friends on social who knew I was going through this stuff. Uh and then the I and I, I just kind of turned on notifications for all those posts, but I didn't I didn't like any posts. I didn't comment on it or nothing. I just was like, oh, let's see what people say about this. There are still people going in there to argue about whether or not coronavirus is a thing. On that blog post, you're going to come in here and fucking do that? Where where, Where all it is, and it's very not political, but it's just my mom talking about the medical ramifications of what I was going through. Ah, just people making a mountain out of a molehill. It's not that big a deal. Once it dust Oh, but what what I liked about it, though, is my friends are just lighting them up. Just lighting good. them up. Like, oh, so frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, anything else you want to bitch about? We're getting on in time. <laughs> Move on, I guess. No, that's good. that's good. But you have, that is a
1: good point, is, I mean, I that is me being kind of a bit judgmental. I don't know. Uh, here, here goes the garage door of one of them. She's outside all the time with the. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's do the roulette, shall we? Alright, I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene.
0: And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette where we
1: dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough.
0: Boys, come to the window! Here we go. Uh, this is a one and done right here. Okay. I didn't hear him so I figured that things were... I'm having a meeting. If you guys can't be quiet... I'm going to make you turn off Minecraft and go upstairs. One warning. See, and they didn't get to play much Minecraft yesterday. Well, Corbin played it for like four or five straight hours, and Holden was upstairs doing, trying to finish up his packet of homework. He was up there all day. Because I kept telling him, you can't go do anything until you get this done. And it was reading logs and whatnot. Ooh, that takes a long time for kids, yep. Oh, not for him. He's a good reader, and we've got some nice short books. Read it, write a little bit about it. Shouldn't take you too long. I mean, shouldn't be, I mean, a couple hours maybe. He was up there for like eight hours, and I, I would go up and check on him. He had a couple done. I'm like, he, I, clearly he's just dicking around, but also, well. uh, whatever, who cares? I just went and turned the packet in. It's I'd be more concerned about it. One, if they were grading the stuff, they're not at that age. Uh, two, it's they're pushing everybody through this school year. What are they going to do? Fail everybody? Because of know, your stupid yeah. fucking reading log? I don't think so. Yeah, they, they're... It's, this year is a gimme, pretty much. Yep. So, at plus, uh, more importantly, I pay attention to my kids and their learning and... Can can he read? Yeah, bet your ass he can read. Does he use words of way above his, pay gr- his, his grade level? Yeah, he does. Around the house. So, can he... Mix and match all kinds of minerals and materials on Minecraft that I have no idea what the hell he's doing. Yeah, he can. So <laughs> <laughs> he's not a dummy. Okay. Yeah. This episode of the roulette is color out of space, up against dark light, and you're up first. Okay. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I haven't barely slept in two days. I'm I'm so tired, I'm nauseous. It's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean that sneeze was so loud that I think I got like the mist of it on my I got I got COVID just from that sneeze. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um Okay, uh it's Dark funny. Light from we two thousand nineteen this entire show. Uh, I, I mean all of uh-huh. the movie tricks. <laughs> <freaks. laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: A woman returns to her family home and discovers it to be inhabited by monsters. Oh, let's go back to see I forget what I watched it a day after the roulette podcast taping last time. What did I give it? Eh, not bad. Okay. Oh, uh, was it about uh, This is background material. It's okay. Um, oh, the lady trying to channel her inner Linda Hamilton, protecting her kid. Uh, there's a man in rubber suit, alien type thing after her. Which I will say, I give them props. For man in rubber suit versus lame CGI. I, that's cool. I, I, I like, the, and the alien itself looked pretty cool. It the whole gimmick here is dark light. The whole face of this thing is pretty much a light. Uh, that was kind of cool. Um, I, the husband who I guess was maybe sleeping around, he shows up at one point to help her out. Um, this is complete forgettable roulette, but I've seen way worse. A couple good gore scenes in it. Uh, you get the, the cop that doesn't believe her, that the kid goes missing for a little while, so the cop blames her, cause she, you know, so it's one of those where half the movie is mistaken identity to, or, yeah, yeah, mistaken identity, and then she gets arrested, and then the, the police transport wrecks because of the alien thing, and then she escapes, and, She's blamed for that. You know how that... You know how this goes. Yeah. And this is essentially, like... It's... It's... There's a few more actors than normal, but we're still dealing with a handful of actors in the movie, and that's it. Like, this is not a huge cast, of course. There, these never are. Never. But it was shot very well. It looked like... And when I say there was a budget behind it, I don't think there was much of one, but I give it props for looking really good. Uh The alien was cool-looking... Some gore effects were fine. So it was okay. Just kind of middle of the road for a roulette. Um, you know, I would say it's mercifully short, but I'll tell you, when they do the whole mistaken identity thing, I mean, that just... The movies, for me, just go to a standstill, just dragging. I hate that so bad when, like, here we go, and it's fairly obvious that she's okay, that she's she's legit, her story's legit, whatever, but of course you can't believe her. Uh, Anyway, I agree. So, yeah, one and done. It was harmless.
0: Uh, Okay, over on my side. Color Out of Space. A secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite, which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. Uh, Directed by Richard Stanley, starring Nick Cage. Oh, is this starring the hell out of Nick Cage? Uh, (laughs) Joel A. Richardson, um, and some other dumbasses. Um... I thought the trailer for this looked fantastic. I was excited by Richard Stanley. Uh, His direction was okay for the most part. Uh, uh, The colors and uh, filming was beautiful and weird and crazy. I liked all of that. Um, What my friends were saying about it online, I was like, that sounds right up my alley. Uh, I don't know the short story that it's based on by H.P. Lovecraft, so that might... Be where my conflict is with this film, and uh yeah, I didn't like this movie.
1: <laughs> oh
0: man, that's my favorite movie of the year so far. I know it is, sir, and I understand that. But you're the horror guy, and you can put up with some horror tropes that uh, that I just I just can't. And in this movie, my biggest problem with it, and I just watched this day before yesterday because I all of a sudden I, this happens almost every week. I'm watching movies, I'm having a good time, I'm at home, and then all of a sudden I'm like. Oh, I should prep. you know We need to put up our roulettes for next week. What's going on there? And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't watch my movie yet. <laughs> uh, so it's very fresh in my mind, but as more time goes on, the less I like it. And, and the biggest problem I have with it is this right here. I don't believe anybody in this film acts like a normal person. They, they, I, Meteorite, ooh, it just crashed there, huh? We're getting into spoilers on this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quick, let's go. Let's go over and all this dust coming up from where it is, and let's breathe it in. Let's go over there and just hang out with it. Touch it, touch it. Pick it up, pick it up. Oh, I mean, a day later, weird flowers that are obviously alien blooming all over the place. Like I, a normal person would get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Oh, look at that crazy praying mantis. That's purple and pink and changes colors, and that's neat. Let's go back to our day. Oh, look, all of a sudden I've got crazy space tomatoes. And now I'm really angry about, th- like, what? Uh, it, it just, it, it, nobody would act like that. Uh, I kind of buy it in the Stephen King creep show where he's a moron and the meteorite lands in his backyard and he starts, oh, and starts touching it and gets all grass, all whatever. But these people were not morons. <clears throat> or at least we were led to believe they were not. And then let's just tack on another 20 minutes because Tommy Chong wants to live up in a cabin for some, for, for reasons. Added nothing to the movie at all except time. And slow as this thing paced. Oy, oy, oy. Oh uh, man, no total opposite review here
1: from me. Okay,
0: then we finally get into some horror stuff. We finally get into some H.P. Lovecrafty kind of stuff where the, the, the mom and kid get melded together and that's real sick and weird but then commence wailing for 20 minutes. Like, Oh, what are you doing? And this, like, what would you do in that situation? If I saw my wife melted to their kid and they're so done, they can't even talk. I'm getting, I'm sorry, honey. I love you, but I'm getting the shotgun. It's, 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 it's overtime. You know what I mean? Ah. Uh, now I mean, like the llamas, that was all cool, or whatever they were out in the barn, that was cool. Uh, but again, it, things that don't make sense. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot him not in the head. I'm gonna shoot him in the guts, and then I'm gonna, oh! and then I'm gonna stand so close that when I do shoot him in the head, it just splatters blood all over me. <laughs> like, well, well, now you're totally infected, you moron. You know, I just there were so many instances of them just. Shrugging off fantastical things happening on their property, and which I have thoughts there. on. I have thoughts on that. Uh, do you think? I mean, I, I can even hear. You know, I I probably know what you're going to say. The meteorite was affecting them and affecting time and space. And yes, oh, yeah, you know what? That. <laughs> totally fair argument. Do I want to watch that? No, nah, that's pretty annoying. It was pretty annoying. I was pretty annoyed by everybody throughout it, and I really did like a lot of aspects of it. I liked the, uh, like I said, a lot of the filmmaking, the colors, all the, the space scenes where they showed like the other planet, kinda, I, I think that is what they were showing. Yeah. I, at least that's how I interpreted it. That was fantastic. Um, just why the fuck does everybody have to be dumb? Why do they have to all be dumb? Well, now, have you seen the, uh, the curse with Will Wheaton? No.
1: Okay, that's this movie, but an 80s version of it called The Curse, but it's based off of, of the H.P. Lovecraft story. And so I've watched that numerous times. And even in, in that one, which is, it's very different than this. It's, that's much more of a easy to follow. Like, here's the A, B, and C and then roll credits, but very much so. Like in the beginning, meteor crashes and it affects everybody but Will Wheaton. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> i and i really like when the mother son creature finally became a fully realized creature like yeah. do that do the thing you know uh that that's great but we had to i'm not kidding dude it felt like 20 minutes of crying and wailing and before i, mean, that, I liked it uh,
1: i liked it so much i watched the last like half hour the next day again just because i liked it that much
0: <laughs> oh did they go up to the cabin to check on chummy chong, chong oh who's yeah. just, who's just blabbing into a recorder, I guess, and he magically turned it on right before he died so that they could be listening to it. I mean, uh-huh. those reels only last like 15 minutes, don't they? But he, oh, he got it in there at minute five. Or something, I, uh, just, it's like, it doesn't make sense, and you're trying to be cute, and, i uh, what can save us? Nothing can save us. Even the grass is attacking me. Oh, right, I'll just hide in the cellar. It'll be fine. Yeah, he's fine. Just claw your way out, and it didn't make any sense at the end, either. It's like, Suddenly it's just a dust cloud and everything's dusty.
1: Well, and I also think that that it played in with uh, Daughter. I feel like she was conjuring, like, I took the whole movie as she's conjuring demonic forces. Oh, really? Or, yeah. And that's what is messing with them. Because oh. she's doing her witchy stuff not once but twice. She's I Fair, fair witchy... enough.
0: I, 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 you can, that's a totally fair interpretation.
1: Yeah, still, that's kind of how I took it. I,
0: still, lots of dumbassery and lots of whining and wailing. Lots of whining and fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. The daughter fighting with Nick Cage, and Nick Cage just. Oh, uh, I, I like a good crazy Nick Cage, but nah. Just he's yelling at things for no reason. It's he's I, I get it. It's affecting him. He's losing his mind or something. But uh, okay, this is it. He goes and kills all the llama things, and then he's like, "This is it. I got to kill the wife and kid." I gotta do it. And he sends the other kids out. Love you, son. Love you, dad. Yep, I know what you're gonna do. Do it, yep. Eh, yeah, I'll go downstairs and check out my tomatoes. Like, if doesn't do it, then he doesn't do it, and the scene ends and he just toddles off. It's like, I'm sure glad we spent time on that. Just, oh, come on. Just lots of spin in the wheel. Okay, let's get on to the next round. I've I've All griped right. about it enough. I didn't I didn't hate it, but it, it's, it's uh, probably pretty much a one and done for me. But uh, but I I will say this. I can't wait to rewatch it. Richard Stanley, (laughs) please find a way to keep making movies. I don't care what it is, just go for it. Uh, Find a way, please. Because I'd rather have this than nothing. Uh, Okay, next round. Okay,
1: up first is Itsy Bitsy from 2019, hour and 34 minutes, based on the centuries-old poem. A family moves into a secluded mansion where they soon find themselves being targeted by an entity taking the form of a giant spider. Starring Denise Crosby. We remember her from Oh the uh, Yar? Tosha Tosh Yar, there yeah. we go. And Bruce Davison, which I do like Bruce Davison. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um so there you go. This that that could be something. Supposedly the budget of this thing was twenty-eight million dollars. Twenty-eight million dollars. Well, I threw this one your way before. You did? Oh yeah. you did, you did, you did, yeah. It was I on probably
0: picked,
1: yeah. Anyway, um, there you go. I that feels like uh, something happened and it wasn't able to be shown in theaters because hmm. twenty eight million dollars. That's that budget is high enough for where that gets a theatrical release of some sort, throw in January or February. But
0: is it just me yeah. or productions around Yar always have seem to have problems? uh huh? Huh? Like Sean Young? <laughs> oh, 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 it's just kind of an issue.
1: <laughs> um, next up, Honey Boy. From 2019. Uh, our, oh, by the way, these are all on uh, Amazon Prime. This is a drama from 2019. A young actor's stormy childhood and early adult years as he struggles to reconcile with his father and deal with his mental health. Write, writer Shia LaBeouf. Starring Shia LaBeouf. And um, I actually watched the first few minutes of this, and uh, this looks really good. At least the, the first bit of it, uh, very, like, it looks really, really good and highly polished movie. Um, I, I hate to say that might be a safe pick, but I, I think it might be a safe pick. Anyway, uh, the last one here, this has been on my Amazon Prime to watch list for months, and I just haven't got around to it. Um, so it's sci-fi, so I thought maybe you might. Take a dive on it. Fast Color from 2018. After years in hiding, a woman is forced to go on the run when her her superhuman abilities are discovered. Years after having abandoned her family, the only place she has left to hide is home. And um, it sounds kind of like a small-scale superhero type movie.
0: Hmm, That's not what I thought it was at all.
1: It got, well, yeah, got pretty good reviews. I thought that the trailer itself looked good, good enough that where I'm like, I'm going to add that to the list, and I just
0: have not got around to watching it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh definitely keep throwing that honey boy my way, because I I still defend Shia LaBeouf. I mean, we've, we've made fun of him before because of the whole yeah. Mutt Williams business, but yeah, <laughs> he is a legit, really good actor. I agree. And you, he you still haven't seen, uh... Eh i want to say
1: oh necro i want to say necro nymphomaniac? something it's nympho
0: nympho not necro yeah <laughs> two very different things yes yeah nymphomaniac he's really good in that um yeah i think he might have even directed honey boy Oh really? i've heard nothing but good things about that movie but so keep throwing that my way but a little bit of a curveball with that fast color i thought that was the uh Oh, the Japanese director. The one that I had thrown your way a couple of times. That was on Hoopla. Oh. I'll take Fast Color. Okay. Give that one a whirl. And oh, you're right. Yeah, I do I, think Honey Boy would be the safe pick there. Yeah. And I, I
1: found that movie when we were doing our sci-fi-a-thon. I'm like, ooh, wow, oh, this is sci-fi. And then for I just, I, I got caught up in all the other things that I was watching. And I just, it just kind of slipped
0: past me. So, um, And I guess, <laughs> I guess due to my sleeplessness, I just went ahead and picked. Do you want some picks? I- <laughs> yeah.
1: If Uh, you
0: want. Okay. I was like, wait, I didn't even read the other picture. Ah, well, whatever. We got all talking about you. Okay. Uh, All yours are on Amazon Prime as well. I'm going to say this wrong, I'm sure. The Amaranth. Uh, Lily and Richard move to a luxurious and cult-like community where Lily becomes unsettled by the transformation she observes in her older husband and in her own physiology, leading her to wonder if there's something more sinister at play. Uh, City of the Vampires. A retro-lit release, a wrong turn, and Sam Helling found himself lost in the city of Braddock. There, he faced a terror so unspeakable that he left his own girlfriend, Christine, behind, trapped within its clutches. Now, with nothing to lose, he's going back. In the end, he will have to face his own fears to unlock the mystery of the dead city. Sounds far too good to be true. And lastly, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. Rumored to have been lost, Antrim appears as a cursed film from the 70s. Viewers are warned to proceed with caution. It's said to be a story about a young boy and girl who enter the forest to save the soul of their recently deceased pet. Oh, so Pet Cemetery. Uh, They journey to the Antrim, the very spot the devil landed after being cast out of heaven. Oh, so clearly this takes place in Africa? Uh, There the children begin to dig a hole to hell. There's a lot going on in this. Is is this... (laughs) Is this supposed to be an actual... No, it's a mockumentary-type thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. I don't... I, again, I'm still trying to figure out how to find shit on Amazon Prime. I finally figured out how to find stuff in my queue. Like, there's a TV list and a movie list, and you got to click is, the yep. button. <sighs> it's so annoying. That's another thing I'm finding with Amazon. you got to click a lot of buttons to do anything. Oh, yeah. Click, they're, click, they're, click, click, click. It's like, just go. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, that Amarillo. Amaranth or whatever, that sounds really good. Throw that my way again sometime. I might, I probably will take it, but uh, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, that's got my interest. Mine too, a little bit. Very
0: interesting storyline too. Like that sounds, I don't know, unique. Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's cursed film from the seventies, saving their deceased pet, uh, the spot where the devil landed, and Digging a Hole to Hell. Just a lot lot going on. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. Next week on The Roulette, it'll be Fast Color up against Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. And for our middle segment, I thought we were just kind of... I put down rabbit trail slash recently watched because you've been on a Bond tear, and I've been on a Star Trek tear, Mm -hmm. and that is your fault. Uh Again, as usual. Uh, So I figured... (laughs) You just kick it off we'll start talking a bunch of bond and then we get to a good break there we'll I'm going to talk about some trek a little bit.
1: Okay, so I thought that um, with this quarantine here it's just I'm trying to come up with unique unique ways to keep myself from going crazy. And so you know, let's go through the Star Trek series. Okay, great. Done. Let's now what? I got to go through, through another series. So, and I will say this after my bond tear Lone Wolf and Cub is going to happen. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm itching to go through those again. Um, But anyway, Bond. So I figured, we've talked about Bond before on the show. Like, what's something a little bit different that that I could do to bring to the table here? And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do, at least to start, uh, is I'm going to watch one Bond movie from each actor. And uh, just kind of randomly pick them as well. And then just kind of... Jump around like that instead of, okay, I'm going to do all the Conneries, then all the Moors, then, you know, the Lazenby one and the Brosnan. I'm going to just, which jump everybody all should over do it
0: place. that way at least once. But once you've already done yeah. it that way, that's a boring ass way to do it.
1: It yeah. is. And I did that already. And I'm like, ah, yeah. So I started off with, um, I, I was like, well, I should start with a, with a Connery one. I'm like, no, no, don't start with a Connery one. Just go with, so I started with Lazenby's one, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which, I, uh, it's interesting, every time I watch these Bond movies, my opinions change, sometimes drastically and sometimes just minorly on some of these movies. Um, and the Lazenby one, uh, there for a while, I was like, I think this is my favorite pre-Daniel Craig Bond movie. And I still really, really like this movie, but I almost more appreciate it for what it did versus on a purely enjoyment level. It's, Far too long. Uh, the first half hour, at least, is him
0: courting this oh, lady. That, I, I, I've watched bits of this on Pluto TV in the last month. Just because I knew you were watching it, was like, I'll oh, pop yeah. in and watch just, you know, half an hour of it. And it is. I always seem to pop in at that same moment where it's, he's sneaking from room to room, and then he goes and shags that chick, and then it's just like, yeah, come on.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. and it, it, But once they finally get to Telly Savalas's uh compound on the in the Swiss Alps that is all gold i i love that stuff and i love the fact that uh I, with the daniel craig one that's actually specter i think they they have an i the the mountaintop compound thing in there and christopher nolan has used it in um uh his the the, you know, the dream movie the dream movie yeah and <laughs>
0: and in, in, not interstellar uh uh it, it. <sighs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Inception? There you go. Yeah. It was in, in something. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I, I, and another thing that I really like about the Lazenby one is there is no song per se. It's just this really awesome score that almost, like to me, like that could have almost been from that point on, that could have been the music that they play through the Bond movies because it's that good.
0: Oh, I didn't realize so, that.
1: Yeah. There's no song. I mean, there's, uh, there's that, um, I got all the time in the world. What's that song? I don't know, know, but I'll bet if you sing more, I'll remember it. You know, the, 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 is it Bing Crosby or the, uh, the time in the world? You know?
0: (laughs) Nope. I don't know. I don't know which one you mean. Sorry. The time. Something about the time. Uh, oh, wait, is it the one where he goes, all the time
1: in the world? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, but, um, uh, toboggans and, and Austin Powers type chicks that, that are, have allergies that then are going to go spread the allergies to people or COVID 19. I don't know. Uh, but it's such a, weird but cool story and so anyway from there I jump to i'm like okay well I got that one done now let's do a connery one um so I'm like well I'm just you know what because I'm yeah on the connery ones I'm like i'm i I'm, I'm just gonna go with the my favorite one or the one that I remember the most goldfinger so I watch goldfinger and great theme song where the music is the, the the song is awesome mm-hmm Great Bond girls, um, and then a very mediocre, rapey Bond. Mm, don't much care for that. Uh, <laughs> bad guy, he's okay, but he's overshadowed by the top hat-throwing d- d- guy, whatever. I, It's okay, uh, but seeing this on best of Bond lists, I'm like, really? I, maybe I'm... I grew up with Roger Moore bonds. And so a lot of these older Connery ones, I have not watched much or they're just, uh, they're just not, I don't know, but they just don't connect with me that much. This was, I hate to say this. It was fine for what it was. And I have a feeling that everything's going to go downhill from there with, with the Connerys. And I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch them all.
0: (laughs) You kind of pause there. Everything's going to go downhill from there. I was like, Whoa! Oh no 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 no! No, no. everything goes up for the most part. Everything goes uphill after that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The only Connery one that I've watched in the last uh, month or so was this morning, uh, just because I was trying to sleep. Never say never again. Now this is a notoriously bad Connery one. Oh, that's a bad one. Yeah, it is. It is. But again, I'm popping on Pluto TV where it's just like rando in the middle of it, and it was the. uh, It kind of kicked up right when the motorcycle chase was taken off that's a cool part of that movie. Like, that part of that movie is cool. And they start swimming around, and I fell right fast asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, okay. I fell fast asleep
1: with Goldeneye. I fast asleep. I'm like, oh. With it's... Goldeneye. Or, I'm sorry, Goldfinger. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Fort Knox, and they're knocking out the... I'm like, okay, I'll finish it tomorrow on the treadmill. And,
0: and computers, doing computory things. Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's very... It's Can very we address, like,
1: time? Connery and, like... I assume I'm assuming he's going to be like this in all the other Bond movies where he just he just shoves women around. I mean, he just like, oh, you don't want to make out with me? Well, damn you woman you are. And then Oh, one, the
0: one I, actually that's not true. I did watch a little bit of a different Connery one. I don't oh, I don't remember which one it is. It's the one where he's in uh, therapy in the beginning, like he cover his back or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Oh, the the nurse in there is trying to take care of him. He just grabs her and mushes his face, and she's fighting the whole time. <laughs> and he does it several times, and he doesn't let up, even when she's like, "Look, no." He's uh, <laughs> ah, yeah, but you, but mean, I'm bond, you mean yes? You mean yes? If I if I rape you hard enough, you'll like it, I think. Like it, they're very very
1: dated. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, oh, just get, just rip the bandit off, do doctor no, get it done with. <laughs> oh, so, oh. so what was after Goldfinger? Uh, so after Goldfinger, then I'm like, okay, time for some some Roger Moore. So from Roger Moore, um, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Uh, and I'm again, I'm just p- kind of picking random. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, Live and Let Die. So I watched that one again. And uh, the last time I watched Live and Let Die, I'm like, eh. This time, and maybe it was because I was coming off of uh, Goldfinger, I was like, man, that was good like I like the black exploitation aspect of it it's a, a lot faster paced for me I like it golden eye or Goldfinger wasn't as long of a runtime but for some reason it just uh, a lot of talking here there was ah, they were going here there and everywhere and just I thought, jived, I thought, ta- I thought you always really like this one I did but I think the last time maybe it was because of I don't know I was just maybe getting tired of him at that point but I'm like eh, let's go but here eh, I really like the beautiful bond girl in this
0: it's James uh, Seymour.
1: Oh, is that? Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The villain is great, which... Uh, what's his name? I. He's one of my favorite villains in all of the Bond movies. Uh, Yafet Kodo? Kananga? Uh, Can- yeah. Kananga, yeah. And was, he's the guy that's an alien, too, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great Bond villain. Uh, this is just cool. When I truly felt, like, scared for Bond in this one when he is on the little little tiny island deal in the alligator park and the guys are feeding chum to these alligators and crocodiles and i'm like you're kind of screwed uh and just how he gets out of that is really cool and i it just it's a fun movie my biggest complaint about this movie is the uh barney fife sheriff pepper up. oh he's yep. good for he's good for a, a minute or two and then i'm like Oh, Hey, you're keeping on... I ain't talking like a good old boy there. You,
0: girl, you little son of a bitch. Oh, you... um, Hey, guess what? Here's the good news. You get to deal with him again. Because he's in another uh, which one Roger is he in again? I, <laughs> I, oh, you're I back. Didn't, didn't hear... Did you respond? I didn't hear anything you said after. Oh, no, did I just hear heard, I heard I a, Yes, that he's, um... Which one is he in? Is he in Octopuses? I can't remember which one, but it's the one where the car does the flip and Bond goes to India. I want maybe it is Octopussy. Uh, he's he's riding around in a car with Bond, and Bond does a barrel roll with a car from bridge to bridge, and then they he gets in the trunk of this other car and it turns into a plane and flies away. Oh, that might be uh,
1: uh um for your eyes only. That sounds like for your eyes only.
0: It's a big yellow. It's a car with big yellow wings, and it takes off. Yep. Oh yeah, what? I remember that one. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the one. But yeah, he's like on vacation in India, and he runs into Bond. <sighs> oh, I know you. You that British spy guy? <laughs> Come on now, let's get him. That's just. Oh. oh. My,
1: I mean, who pulled that guy out of Dukes of Hazard? I'm just surprised. At that. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> anyway, so I, I quite liked that one. And then from there, I'm like, okay, let's. Now it's time for a Brosnan. So, or no, I'm uh, see I, the days and the movies just bleed <laughs> into each other at this point. Not Brosnan yet. Let's do uh, Dal- Timothy Dalton. Okay. So uh, I have the, out of the two Dal- Dalton movies, I've watched um, the Living Daylights far far more than License to Kill. I think I've only watched License to Kill maybe twice. So I watched License to Kill and. Uh, you know what? I think this movie is grossly misunderstood. Uh, or I guess maybe you could say it's ahead of its time. It's at this point, it is dated, but for 1989, this is Daniel Craig type bond here.
0: Uh, he's mean. And I like that. Very Daniel Craig <laughs> murder. Like, yes, I feel like he legitimately has a government issued license to kill. <laughs> yes, and he does it. Great bad guys. Robert Day, uh, is it Robert Davy? Devon Davy, I think. Oh, I don't know how to say his name. It is Robert something. Yeah,
1: um, and Benicio he's a great Oda, bad guy. Benicio del Toro, great sidekick. He's a great henchman villain. Um, really slimeball, mm-hmm. big slimeball. Um, my biggest complaint with, with this movie, and with a lot of the Bond movies, is I feel like it's too long. Uh it just there's times in this movie where it just loses some momentum where it's like, oh, you could have cut back a little bit and just I think that's why I like Quantum of Solace so much. Yes, it's a born rip-off type movie, but it is never slow. It just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. That's me. I mean, this here like ten minutes and this would have been top, top tier for me. But as it is, it's still great fun. I love the semi stuff in the end. It's just great and dangerous. Like it, I feel like someone should have probably died making that because it's legit crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think um, some people actually might have. <laughs> yeah, I think that there have, were some injuries on or deaths on that uh, on that set. But, but
0: it is interesting what you say. You know, you're you're not wrong. Every literally, I'm trying to think. Every Bond movie from this previous, you could have cut ten minutes out of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all just a little too long. Yeah. But
1: anyway. Yeah. And I did, I I liked, I liked the fact that this takes place pretty much in Florida or South America. We're not jettisoning over to, to India or Africa. I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It just feels all very tip of Florida based. Like I, it's just a very different Bond movie. Very different in a good way.
0: So I liked it. The first PG-13 Bond movie. And rightly so. That is a PG-13 <laughs> rigid bond. I mean, they're feeding people to sharks. They're... Heads exploding. Oh, that's so gross. And every time I see that actor, I saw him... Well, in Star Trek. He was in Star Trek, uh... Ins- insurrection? Oh, yes he was! Yep. And every time I see him, I just see his head ballooning up in a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> pop. Uh, oh, like Anyway.
1: Um... He, by the way, uh, I... Personally, I think that Timothy Dalton should have got at least one more movie. Man, he's a, he was a good Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from there, we go to the Brosnan era, and we start with, uh, I was gonna hit play on Goldeneye, but I'm like, you know what? No. Nope. I'm gonna go, I, I've watched Goldeneye the most, so let's do, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Let's do <laughs> News Media versus Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news versus Bond.
0: Starting World War III to sell newspapers.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say this: um, that intro, the beginning intro with the, the mid jets or whatever, was legit awesome. I I love that beginning. Love the song from Cheryl Crow. Really like the song. And I I will say that they didn't delve too far into the campy bad one-liners like they do in the next two. Uh it's still it starts. It feels like uh, I'm like oh there's a couple of groan worthy lines but it's not awful. Um Price, what's his name? The the main bad guy. Great actor. Yeah. Horrible Bond villain. Oh, uh, yeah, he like I I actually I think that his henchman was far better than he was in this. The I big agree. German bl- blonde dude. He he was good. But now so I'm still What was the what was the gist of it like it's interesting seeing the movie now, like with the whole fake news thing. I'm like, it's kind of, you know, it was a, almost a little ahead of its time, but I'm like,
0: what was his end game? To sell, he, could... he, he was a media conglomerate guy. He had uh, news media stations, like television and newspapers were still relevant at this time, I guess. Uh, and so his goal was to get China to start World War III or America to, and China to, to fight each other in World War III so that he could sell newspapers. And he walks around with his wireless keyboard. Oh, You can tell he's not looking. And it's all perfect coming up on screen. Like, oh, God, it's so bad. But what's funny is, you know, the Internet becomes relevant right about the same time. And it's like, dude, everybody just goes to the Internet. You're not selling newspapers anymore. Nobody's selling newspapers anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, that was his whole end goal in that movie, as far as I knew, was... World War Three. He already had the, the headlines typed out. He's like, we'll sell newspapers and, and everybody will watch <laughs> our commercials on our television shows and news programs will become 24 hour cycles. They did predict that. Uh, I don't know if that was relevant quite at that time, but he did say that we will have 24 hour news channels. And that's it. Well, See, that I was, think that's that kind of true. But yeah. Still, it yeah. was. Um, all right. And then you got him and, Michelle yo jumping off a skyscraper and riding a uh oh, ripping a sign all the way down. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> uh
1: it was honestly I was going in with such low expectations when it was done I'm like, "Uh, oh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was okay." Uh the I mean the Plot was ridiculous, but I'm like, yes, there were some great stunts like that again the beginning, and I really like the motorcycle scene. That was really good. Yep, yep
0: that his is good.
1: little water
0: fortressy thing is kind of cool. So it's wait, water, fine. Wait, 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 water fortress? Oh, you mean his floating? His floating? Black yeah, that's yeah, that's very Bond villainesque.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, we'll get into that real quick here in just a little bit about the floating whatever water thing. Uh, then next up, I'm like. Uh, well, let's hop back to more. Let's, let's hit another more movie. So we go to, uh, A View to a Kill. Another one that I haven't watched in many, many years. Uh, they're good. Uh, Christopher Walken and Grace Jones are great villains. Unlike Price from Tomorrow Never Dies, these villains were great. And the motivation was pretty cool. And I like the fact that he is, he was created to be artificial insemination, whatever. However, Christopher Walken was created in this movie. He was made to be
0: cr- a supervillain crazy guy. I'm not sure if you remember any of that. Uh, this is one of those that uh, a lot of the more ones I have to go look up because I can't remember. And and this is one of those that, I, man, I have a hard time remembering what all happens in this movie, but I haven't seen it in a while. I always remember yeah. Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. And Tanya Roberts is super hot. Grace Jones. I remember that. Something with her, like... At the end, there's a bomb and she's on a railway cart that you have to pump or something. And I'm just like, uh-huh. uh, I, I, so I remember a little bit about it. lamp uh, on the um, Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, yeah. Yep. And that cover. That that cover. Yep. Yeah. So it it was good. I was expecting
1: it to be better than it turned out being, again, way too long. Way, way too long. And Bond, or Roger Moore at this point, was he was either 56 or 59 years old. And I'm like,
0: Ugh. There are a couple Turn. of those later more ones where he is looking rough. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, oh, and he's shagging the ladies. I'm like, oh, you're... This is kind of like grandpa porn. <laughs> like, <"Igh>, icky. <laughs> uh, but it, it's good for what it is. Um, again, the villains sell the movie. They're they're the best part about the movie. And Duran Duran's song is great. I love that song. This was the first James Bond movie that I ever watched. Uh, this was one where it came out in, I think, 85. And... My mom took me to see it one day over summer break or whatever. And I just remember that. And I loved it, of course. But I, even looking at it now, I'm like, oh, even 11 years old, this is very, it's still lots of sex with, you know, much, much, much younger women. And Grace Jones with wearing a leotard with a just, just rammed upper crack. <laughs> uh, oh, and I just, I was just enamored with Grace Jones at my pubescent in eleven year on the like, Who is this black goddess.
0: This and this and Conan, you were like, I'm in.
1: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so anyway,
1: uh, it was fine for what it was. Uh, then from there back to Brosnan, and let's uh, like Goldeneye, 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 or the world is not enough. Let's do that. Why not?
0: I, I'm kind of okay with you watching the other ones first. Just means you like Goldeneye more. I hope. I know
1: because <laughs> this is by far the worst Bond I've been on a tear through. Which this, one, which one was it? world is not enough with Christmas Jones. And I did not like this movie. Uh, Sophia Marseille is in this. Robert yeah, Carlyle. I think this is
0: my, uh, like, this is my second YB favorite. Train, I liked him, but I only liked again, him because... Again, not a good movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Be very clear. Not saying it's good. I just think it's yeah. less painful than the other couple. Ugh, ugh,
1: I just... it. I hated the song from Garbage. It, everything about the movie was drab. Like all of the locations that they're at in the movie are drab. You know, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekstan, all the stands, all the stands, and they're underground with Christmas Jones, and she only comes once a year or <laughs> more than one. Oh, it's like the one-liners are like it's full-on <laughs> bad one-liners in this one. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to find like I, even the beginning, the motorboat scene, I didn't much care for that. I'm like, uh, it, it's going on far too long. It's, it, he's flipping the motorboat thing, and...
0: Uh, no, this one... <laughs> I just thought the plot was different and interesting and had some different motivations than we'd ever seen in a Bond movie before. And that's something hard to accomplish. As yeah. far as her having uh Whatever, being in love with her captor, the kidnapper, and, like, torturing yeah. him at the end, That I thought that was kind of dark... And then he has to go down in the submarine and fight that guy, uh, Robert Carlyle, which who I yeah. thought was a great villain. Um, again, I am not arguing for the merits of it. I don't care if you hate it as the worst Bond movie ever made. That won't bother me one little bit. I just, for all the other Brosnans, I think it's a, about the least painful. So <laughs> it's just... Uh...
1: Oh, just as soon as like that long 15-minute intro, and then... The world is not in the I don't end. even remember the song. Oh, <laughs> garbage. It's garbage because it's from... Oh, I don't well, like that band. And They sold it for what it was, I guess. Yeah. Just generic top 40s flannel not good. Uh, anyway, so there was that. And so uh, I finished that last night. Angrily. Just angry watching it. Oh, Dame Judy Dench is kidnapped and... Oh, get on with it. So then to cleanse the palate, right before I went to bed, I'm like, I have to start something that I like. So The Spy Who Loved Me got – I hit play on that and upstairs in the bedroom and, you know, 10 minutes in, my wife is like, wake up. We're done. It's, you know, let's – so I'm about a half hour into that now. But Jaws is in that one. And that one there has a big –
0: That's the one with the Russian – Ch- ch- he's dealing with Russians a bunch, and it's the Russian chick.
1: Yes, yes, Triple yeah. X. Her name is Triple X in this. Uh, but so far, I it really nice like little, this, uh, and the bad guy has this layer... Lair... you get a
0: little bit of side action there. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't got to that part yet. Oh, Bar- uh, Bar- Bar- oh Barbara yes. Bach. Barbara Bach. Oh, oh, so hot. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, this one has uh, the lotus in
0: it, too. That
1: yes, that. the white lotus. Um... Anyway, I, but so far, so good. I, Jaws is a great, he's my, probably my favorite henchman in all of the Bond movies. I think he's great. And I'm, Moonraker is probably going to be the last one that I watch because I love that movie. So that's going to probably be the last one that I watch.
0: Oh, so, Carolyn Monroe I, is in there too. Oh, there are just certain ones where he doubles up. Super uh-huh. hard in in one movie. You know, there there are some movies where you're just like, I don't even remember who the person, who the Bond girl was. And then there's a couple where it's... Well, GoldenEye is another one where two of the hottest ever. Oh, Terry Hatcher's in that one, right? No. No, it's... Oh, uh, I'll look it up here. Because she, she... Terry Hatcher Terry was Terry Hatcher in... was in Tomorrow Never Dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Ugh. Yeah, she was in that. Um... What is her name? She hasn't been in a ton of movies. She was in that stupid-ass snowboarding avalanche movie that you and I went and saw in the theater. <laughs> vertical velocity, something. vertical something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, vertical she was in velocity. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isabella well, listen, Skrupko. She she is stunning. And Femke Janssen. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So if GoldenEye is another one that I'm going to
1: that's going to be probably my last Brosnan one. I was it was going to make it my first. I'm like, "No, you know what? No." Oh, and see, make- now
0: that's great because the only other one you have left is the Ice Castle oh, one, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm just like,
1: "Oh, I'm going to sacrifice 2.5 hours of my life to that." <laughs> oh.
0: Hey, there's a good 60-minute movie in there. I mean, <laughs> uh, an entertaining 60-minute movie, but then you got that whole second act with the Ice Castle shit. Oh, oh. my god, is it is it just it's the worst Of the Brosnan shit. I'm telling you, after you watch that, you're going to be like, you know what? World is not enough. I might have been a little hard on that one. (laughs) I mean, that one had (laughs) submarines and stuff, and it actually looked like a submarine. It wasn't this green screen where he's parasailing away from a tidal wave somehow. That's going the wrong way, by the way. If you pay attention to what is happening in that scene, this ice breaks off from their sunbeam machine, and then... He goes away from it and then turns around and comes back because the wave is coming back to land. It doesn't make any sense. It is so dumb. <sighs> <laughs> but oh. then after that, but the icing on the cake is you got Goldeneye, and that's the best prizeman by yeah. a country mile. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I
1: I enjoyed um, Tomorrow Never Dies enough to where I'm like, if Goldeneye is even double this good, this movie's going to be awesome. And I remember so little of it. I, I haven't seen it in so long, but I just. I haven't watched the Bob in so long. I just, I don't revisit
0: these movies. They just, oh, they aged bad. And he's a great bond. He is a legit good bond. Uh, well, and that's what makes uh, Goldeneye so much better than all the rest. When he does crack those shitty pun one-liners, people call him on it. Every time he'll say, uh, I, it's just hard to explain, but it's such a, it's such a well-written movie, especially you got to remember where it's, where it's coming from license to kill where everybody was like, ah, too dark we want, we want old fun Roger Moore back. Yeah. And so they went to find this and they also were like, yeah, it's also the nineties and we're not going to be throwing women in the hay and raping them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so they found, they found this perfect, it's a, it's lightning in a bottle, Eugene. It's absolutely mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle. And I love when that he, he even, <clears throat> not only did they make fun of some of his dumb one-liners and puns, he catches himself and stops a couple of times. Like there's one scenery, they're tied up in the jet. And it's set to detonate. And she's like, do something, push the button. And he's like, I'm a little tired of, never mind. Like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna fucking bother. Just be, <laughs> you know? Why didn't they keep doing that? Instead, I they just
1: double down on the dumb one-liners.
0: Did, I, it's like they just, it, it, I don't know. I told you, they don't, they didn't know what to do af- after this one. After Goldeneye. They didn't know what to do with Brosnan. It has a fantastic opening, uh, gambit before the theme song where it, it's, he's getting his, other double O best friend gets murdered. I mean, yeah. and it's it's just shot so freaking well. That same guy made Casino Royale. You need you need a Bond reinvented. Go get that guy. Yeah. Wow. What's his damn name? Uh, Martin Campbell.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> so after after this more one, I'm gonna probably go back to Connery, I guess, and then oh, then it's time. It's time for. Jinx, or whatever her name is, or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it. And I <laughs> <laughs> I got other stuff that I want to watch, but I, I am a complete. I, I'm going to watch them all. And I just like rip that bandit off and you just get it done.
0: <laughs> oh. Like, I don't know. Even, this, like, I'm a, pretty sure it doesn't get any worse than that. For die another for, day. Yeah. No, uh, oh. Uh, again, there's there are a couple of decent aspects to it. Maybe that's why those are less painful to us than some of the Connery ones, because they're one, they're shorter a little bit. At least it feels like, and they have a couple of good ideas or a couple of good scenes. And yeah. the, it's same with Die Another Day. Starts off with a decent idea. He gets captured. He mm-hmm. fails a mission. He gets tortured for years by like North Koreans or something. And I remember I remember liking that and the Madonna song. The Madonna is great. song is like... good. Madonna's terrible in this movie, beginning uh-huh. to end. Whenever she's in it, she's awful. <laughs> So is uh, her protege in this movie, uh, yeah. and she's really good in other movies like Gone Girl, and she's a great, great actress. But in this movie, oh. it's funny that you, because you reviewed this movie a couple episodes ago,
1: and I remember thinking to myself when you were reviewing, it, I'm like, why? What would possess you to watch that? And here I am, here I am. It's 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 the train is pulling up to the station, and I'm about to board. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's all right. Just just remember that your reward for this is going to get to watch Goldeneye again. Yeah, which has that's probably so many Moonlight great Earth. action scenes. It's got that train armored train sequence. It's got him driving through Russia with a tank. Um uh, That scene is awesome. That's great. like the scene that I remember from that movie is and then when it comes crashing through the building is yep, they go big with it. It's yep. got a great ending. I mean it's got a fantastic villain, but the the ending the way he offs the villain is legitimately gory and gross. Uh, I don't even that, remember that. The way that they did in *License to Kill*, uh, you'll see it, but it's only a very short snippet. But I, it sticks with me as much as that head blowing up scene. Oh. Uh, he, let's just say this: he doesn't bounce. Ah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, and he also doesn't die. You, you you pay attention a little bit further on, you see that. Oh no, it's a little bit later that he dies because it. Oh, he's, he's alive and feeling all of that for a while. Oh, it's gross. Uh, but, but in a, but in that great way where you're like, yeah.
1: Yeah. The comeuppance. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's where I'm at now. But, uh, I, I'm planning on at this point probably ending with Golden GoldenEye and Moonraker. Those are probably the two that I'll end on. And I really liked the, I'm not sure when the last time was that you watched, um, Living Daylights, the other Timothy Dalton one, but I really liked that one. In the last, the
0: whole... in the last couple months. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, I do. It's not as good as License to Kill, but, uh, it has a couple of, of legit fantastic scenes in it. There's a scene where they, uh, take off in this, like, cargo plane, and it's carrying, like, drugs or heroin yes, or some shit. Yes, yeah. are and, and he's hanging off the back of it. Like, off the cargo, off the back of the lift. That shit is legitimately scary, because it does not look like they're wearing parachutes, and this is not at a time when you could just green screen CGI off a par- thing, Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how exactly they did all that. He's flopping around and uh and there's one of them has a bomb in it. It is a legit great scene. It's yeah. it's again, it's not as good as License to Kill, but it has a couple of action scenes in it that are badass.
1: Cool. It's fun. It's uh, especially we're cooped up at home, and we're, I'm just I'm trying to find something different. I'm like ah, it's time to revisit the Bonds, and just like you, we're revisiting
0: the Star Treks. Yes, good segue. <laughs> So after the last few episodes where you kind of watched one, two, three, and then you kind of watched four, five, seven, and then you kind of watched yeah. this, that, and the other, I was like, eh, maybe it's time to watch Star Trek, and they're all on, mo- they're all on Amazon Prime, I believed. So I went and eh, let's start watching motion picture. And I, I since the last time we've uh, recorded, I have watched Star Trek oh, one, yeah. two, three, five, six, seven, nine. Wow, <laughs> that's basically all I'm doing when anybody lets me have the TVs. That's what I've been doing. <clears throat> so I watched uh, Motion Picture again. I like you. I'm not going to comment on every one of these movies, but um, like you, I'm 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 dying on that mountain. This is by far the best Star Trek movie. It's so fucking good, man. I'm epic, epic. This feels like a just a massive motion picture. This mm-hmm. is Star Trek. And I adore it, and I I will die on that hill. This is by far the best Star Trek movie to date. Maybe one day, I don't know how they could make a more epic one, but because there's something about that, was it the 60s or 70s? That was, was 70s. 70s? I, that was shortly after Star Wars. Okay. Uh, there's something about that time frame with science fiction. It's just uh, the big sweeping shots of the ship. You can tell that it's a uh, what they call a bigoture. It's a... It's not a miniature model, it's a big one, so that you can really see detail, and they can use the camera close to it, which is much better way to do it than what they did like in the 60s and 70s with sci-fi, where you use these miniatures, and you can tell, oh, it's an itty-bitty little town, Uh, Logan's Run, with your little cart, I can tell that you're one inch tall, and it looks uh, fake. Uh, I don't have any problem with the time they take sweeping from ship to ship in the beginning, the first half. Uh, all the new crew, the plot points, this, I love this movie. From beginning to end. And the whole idea with the V'ger thing is terrifying and brilliant and makes sense. Uh, it went, it's, it's, it's 2001, a space odyssey. Hal did not malfunction. If you remember the follow-up in tw- uh, mm-hmm. 2010, he didn't malfunction. He was following his programming. But you gotta be careful at a- a- every single word of how you program these things. And that's what happened to V'ger. Yeah. He went out, he came back, and he thought he was still on mission. Uh, the end is... I mean, it, it almost is kind of a rip-off of 2001 in a way, because they kind of go a little bit space baby, new life form, who knows? Yeah. I don't care. It was different enough, I didn't give a shit. It, it's... Because in 2001, it's just a mystery, and it's some alien force from outside our galaxy, whereas here, it was something we sent, and it returned, and... I don't created, know. I, but, yeah. I loved it. I... I Absolutely adored it. Um, So I want to talk about that. Uh, Star Trek 2, it's fine. Khan's just an asshole, and the movie's totally overrated. Uh, Even his motivation is lame. I'm the next evolution of humans for 200 years! And he has some fantastic (laughs) lines, some of the best in all of Star Trek, but... Kirk never came back to look at us. One year after we left, you left us here... Uh, the other planet blew up and it caused our planet to become a desolate wasteland, but you didn't come check up on us. Like, for crying out loud, you puss. What's he supposed to do? Come check on you? Are you okay, Con? Can I get you a sandwich, though, Connie? <laughs> so his motivation of just pure outrage, freak out, it's like, eh, come on, dude. I don't control the universe and neither does Kirk. Um, Star Trek Three is fine, I think it's a better film than Star Trek 2. Bite me. Everybody. (laughs) It's fine. It's... Whatever. Uh, Went to watch Star Trek 4 on Amazon Prime. It had been added to my queue. Um, Go to click on Star Trek 4, even though I didn't really want to watch it. And it said, watch trailer. So it had the trailer for Star Trek 4, but it doesn't have the movie. Sure glad it looked like that, and I added it to my queue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, deleted. Moving on. Uh, five. Uh, what's the title on five? The Final Frontier. Final Frontier. It's fine. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. A lot of people hate that movie. I've, I never really have. It's kind of weird. Uh, you know, horses and desert. and It's fine. And then we get to Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. And I somehow kind of always forget this one. But I always remember like, yeah, there's something about their investigating some sabotage or something. And then there's something maybe with a snowy planet. Yeah. I think this might be the second best of all the star Trek movies. This movie Mm -hmm. is awesome. Uh, I love, I, I, and we've talked about this before, but the biggest problem with every non motion, the star Trek, the motion picture entry, they just feel like big episodes and that's fine uh and this is one's no different but i feel like it's just slightly more epic than just a big episode because we're dealing with klingons coming into the federation and and maybe putting an end to that conflict and so we're dealing mm-hmm. with some pretty huge topics there and so for me this one feels the most second most cinematic i enjoyed the hell out of this movie and i as, as frustrated as you get at the beginning with, wait, wait, they're not doing anything wrong. Come on. That's not them. Don't do this. Uh, Kirk makes all the right moves. I love every move that he makes. Uh, should I raise shields, Captain? No. Surrender. Right now. Yeah. What? Why? What? We're going to die. Surrender right now. It's the he only way. He was awesome to... in that movie. And then and then he says, uh, me and Bones are coming over and we're unarmed. Because why would you do that? Because that's intelligent. Because that's the first thing that you would do if you were innocent. You wouldn't go over there and just give yourself up. But that's the first thing he does. Cause he's like, no, no, guys, we did not do this and I'm not getting blamed for it. And you just, everybody makes those mistakes in movies and it drives me nuts. Oh, quick, raise shields, fire back. Uh, no, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, use some common sense. But, um, anyway, then the rest of it, they're hopping around the galaxy and it's a big adventure and, and Sulu's the shit and, uh, I love it. it it's great. Uh, next up, Star Trek Generations. I, I'm it. It's the same review, dude. It's the same review since we've started this show. I hit play. I go, oh yeah. And when the credits roll, it's all leaked out in my ear again, and I can't remember <laughs> anything about this damn movie.
1: The it's, Nexus, you see. It's
0: just some weird excuse to get him and Picard together. And all right, fine. Uh, he still kind of dies a lame death.
1: Yeah,
0: he does. Uh, uh, I don't, and I don't love that, but okay. Uh, and then I skipped First Contact because I've watched that in the last couple of months, or at least enough of it to remember. It's fine. It's a big episode. Uh, and I went to Insurrection because I haven't watched that in a while. And I'm, I'm running out of Star Treks, but I want more Star Trek. <laughs> uh, so let's watch Insurrection. You know, that's a pretty damn good movie. Yes, uh, it is. There's still some questions that I have. Why is Data running around all crazy in the beginning and half invisible, and then his floating head? And they never really kind of address that. It's just sort of like, well, my circuit got goofed up. I guess we fixed it. <laughs> now let's go on back there. Does that sound fun, you guys, with your skin pulled over your face real tight? <laughs> um, very weird uh, kind of storyline, and uh, it really is an excuse for Picard to just just get maxed. And flex them arms later on. Oh, in. he did. Oh, yeah. he's climbing up and he's like... Yeah, but you know what? Picard kicks ass in this. And so does everybody else. I I, I really enjoy Insurrection. And uh, let me see here. Uh, that might be my number three. That might be my number three of the Star Trek movies. I love Insurrection. And that of all of the ones that feel like a TV
1: episode, that one really does. And that's probably why it's my... Third, yeah, that's my third favorite. Like, motion picture, uh, undiscovered country, and insurrection. Those are my top three.
0: Well, we're on the and same it, page, sir. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> I mean, nobody on planet Earth agrees with us, but who cares? They're they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a lot of fun going through the treks, but I, I and I do this every two or three years. Time to go through them trek movies again, and when it's done. In comes the wave of the Great Depression of No More Tricks. And it's like, should I watch the reboot? And I'm like, eh.
1: I know. Yeah, I I'm s- like, I'm not going to watch th- those three. I mean, it's I it's
0: great. They're, they're good. They're all entertaining. But eh. I, hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, you I didn't guess... talk about Nemesis yet. You watched Nemesis 2, correct?
0: No, this was it. No, oh, not, okay. Insurrection is number nine, Nemesis is number ten, and I, I watched that, I watched bits and pieces of it uh, again in the last couple of months over Pluto, and it's like, yeah, I, I know it's half a movie. That's why it annoys, I mean, it's got some good parts to it, and Borg, Borg, I, I don't love all the Borg stuff because their ship looks dumb. I just have a hard time with the giant space cube. It, it's, I don't know, I just don't, I think it's lazy. <laughs> Lazy design. Come on, I know you don't have to be all sleek and cool and stuff, but but you could, you could. And instead, Space Cube.
1: So uh, you you have
0: uh, four, uh, and then
1: first contact and Nemesis to. But you're, I, I mean, yeah. But you I'm pretty... I'm good on those.
0: Okay. I, Voyage Home, uh, and I have all the, I have every single Star Trek movie on Blu-ray, so I can watch them anytime I want. But yeah, I. Uh, I was almost kind of glad that um, Amazon Prime only had the trailers like, Oh good. Well, it gets me out of watching the whale one. Uh, (laughs) And mostly because I just wanted to move on to other ones that I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. And I, I I remember when first contact came
1: out and that was just the, it was a big hit. And I don't know, for some reason, the the next gen movies and especially first contact, the, the, the movies are just not
0: quite as good as the TV show. Uh, well, and you get it—you get it right off the bat too with insurrection. As soon as I hit play, up pops the uh, uh, the font, and it's like, oh, dude, that's is a TV show font. Like yeah, that, I know. It's straight cheapo. Um, anyway, and I think that the reason that Amazon Prime doesn't have part four is—didn't is, uh, they depart? And part four was made by somebody else, or not? Maybe not. Um, I don't know. But I think there was some issue there. Yes, there was, because Jonathan Frakes wanted to direct
1: part... F- or he would have directed part four, No, 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 no. I'm they... talking
0: about Voyage Home. Oh, the Voyage Home. No, that was Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, but but what studio made it? Was it a different studio than... No, I think that was Paramount. I think that was still Paramount. And why the hell don't they have it? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, well, that's the only one they don't have.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: <clears throat> anyway, I, I have enjoyed First Contact and, and Nemesis, but I still, with Nemesis, it's just... You can just feel it. it I know it's, it's Kingdom of Heaven director or er, uh, theatrical cut. You're like it's just something's wrong. It's just missing stuff. And why they don't release it? I, I, I there's a lot of truckies and truckers out
1: there, and I'm one of them. So, release it. We'll buy it. We'll,
0: oh, I, that day one pre order. Yeah. But, <clears throat> okay. I'm
1: glad you. I'm glad you revisited the trucks though. There's uh, something about they're just uplifting. <laughs> they just are. They make me feel good.
0: Yep. Well, it's every every two, three years. Maybe I can start on my uh, original Star Trek series VHS collection. But, which, you know, I do have the trouble with Tribble's episode in a sealed VHS copy.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Oh, come on, that's cool.
1: <laughs> it sucks that I sold mine, because I used to have them, and... Uh... I'm glad I didn't sell the Friday the 13th, but I sold off my Star Treks. I shouldn't have done
0: that. Well, I'm building a collection. I actually have, I've only found one uh, Star Trek Next Generation VHS, and it's the um, pilot. Uh, the encounter at Farpoint, parts one and two. Oh, oh, good episodes, too. Yep, that's the only one that I have. But I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got about ten of the original Star Treks, and my neighbor bought a collection of them that was only missing a couple of episodes. Um, and ah, uh, I'll get it off him. Ah, I'll get it off him one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, you got you a couple cases of beer. How about yeah? Ten? <laughs> Does he know that they're like?
1: Oh, kind yeah, well, collect-
0: I, I was bidding on a collection of them, and he was bidding on a different collection of them, and he won, and I lost. Uh, so, I don't even know if he has a working VHS player, but we both started kind of collecting at the same time. Uh, I'll get him off. I'll get him off that son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll get him off that son of a bitch. Yeah, you little whippersnapper Bond, you. Uh, recently watched. Um, Whippersnapper okay, Bond. He's like for 60.
1: Me. I mean, we're already at ninety minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, we are shit. Okay, well, anything else
1: you want to do or? Um, I'll, I want to review. Uh, I'll just do one quick review and then I'll be done. Um, I so this cursed films. I think I talked about the first three episodes on the on our last episode. So they released the last two. I think there's only five episodes on this show on Shutter TV, and it was interesting the last two that they picked:
0: uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, and The Crow. And um, both Wait, what? Huh? Re-explain this to me. Are they just re-releasing movies or what are they? No, cursed films. It's like 30-minute little doc mini documentaries on Oh, oh oh, the mini docs. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And and I'm like, if they don't do at least the uh at least uh Twilight Zone, uh, I would be surprised. Well they did Twilight Zone. Uh that one was actually and the Crow too. Both of those were really, really heavy. Like Exorcist, Omen and uh what was the other poltergeist those weren't quite heavy like th- these two i mean we're talking like there was a guy that was on the set of twilight 1 and he was he was weeping on this show about what happened with Vic Morrow and the two kids and the helicopter and um uh, i mean and that's like that's the only thing they talked about on this episode was that helicopter scene which rightly so but i was oh, just hearing about it again. I'm like, oh my lord, that's awful. How John Landis, um, you know, I don't know if he was to blame or not. He was the director, but it's just hearing that again. I'm like, every there, it's all sorts of shady. What went on to get this shot that never made it in the movie and then killed three people? Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad that one's done. Let's get on with the crow. I know this is going to be about Brandon Lee, and even that oh, man, just hearing about it again and just how it went down and that they were trying to cut corners and so the uh, firearms guy, like, it wasn't as quite as a professional behind-the-scenes crew that were checking things and double-checking things and that's probably why this happened. And then the curse of Bruce Lee, all that stuff was... Uh... I did make me want to go rewatch The Crow again because that's a great movie, especially from the 90s. Um, but anyway, they were... Uh, It's just a weird way to end it. They were really, really good, but it was kind of a downer, you know, from coming off of especially Poltergeist, which was, I don't know, felt very much like weird shit was going on on the set there. Here, it just feels like two awful tragedies. So not really cursed, but just, you know,
0: human stupidity at work on both of them. Yep. I understand. Um, and, uh... Yeah, I knew about the crow stuff because after I watched that movie, I I did a lot of research on that and how that all happened and went down. And, uh, a lot of people thought that I don't know if they said where he actually got shot, what scene. Uh, they but, did in here, yeah, yeah, okay. A lot because a lot of people, or at least I did for years, thought it was at the table scene where he jumps upon the table and everybody unloads on him. And no, it no. wasn't. It wasn't at that scene. It was at the actual. <laughs> murdering of eric draven scene yeah and that was was, it The couple of guys uh they didn't even say which actor it was until after he had passed away and then it was like a news story that was in 2016 he passed away uh michael massey yeah Um, and they they addressed that too that he was he was devastated 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 but it was somebody had put a lot or not i don't even think they put a live round in it was something that they had it was a, dumb, dummy a dummy round. A dummy round, but they had put a second one in. They didn't; hadn't cleared yep. the chamber, and it was just enough.
1: Yeah, uh, and they—I'm not sure if you knew this, but they were. The original idea was that he was going to get stabbed, like a, a knife thrown at him, and then they were like, "Well, let's do a gun, and just like that." The fate was sealed. It's, it was. It was. They were a heavy, heavy episode. I'm glad I watched them. They were really good, but. Um, just, oh, it sucks when you hear like these things happen and they could have totally, completely been avoided.
0: Yep. And I, so. I always wondered for years, who was the actor that actually did it? And they never revealed it till after he passed away. And then I was like, oh my God, it's him. And yeah, then every I time, know. and every, he's one of the main actors in that movie. And then every time I, I watch yeah. that movie, I'm like, man, how bad must you, how do you even get over something like that? And he kept working. I mean, he was in, uh, oh boy, he kept working right up through 2016. Now, How did he pass away? I, uh, he was 64. Oh, fun boy. Uh, yep. I don't know what his actual cause of death, but I guess I'd go, uh, yeah. of course you gotta cut up his name, you stupid asshole. There we go. Let me see here. <clears throat> he was an amazing Spider-Man one and two. I mean, he kept right on working. Yeah. But he was one of the main group there that, uh, took out Eric Draven. Which I was really surprised about it was like, oh man, that makes it even more dark. Yeah, because it was personal. Whereas if it had been at the table scene, that was such a hail of hundreds of oh, bullets. bullets. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't, have, you may not have been able to tell. He was in seven. Oh, he
1: was the porn the seller. Yes.
0: Yeah, yes, man in the booth at massage parlor. <laughs> yep, Lost Highway, the game, man. He's a good, he was a
1: good actor, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know that uh, Michael uh, is it Michael Berryman was uh, supposed to be in The Crow? He's um, he's the big bald mutant guy from Hills Have Eyes. What was he supposed to be in The Crow? He was supposed to be... He had, like, they cast his face and he had... I think they shot a scene or two with him. He was going to be the dead cowboy type guy from the comic books that then they cut his, see, his stuff out or they... they Jettison his character because they'd only shot like one or two scenes with with, uh, Brandon Lee. Hmm. Have you read
0: the comic book? I have a few uh, issues of it, but nothing substantial. And it's, uh, from what I've seen of it, they like to put out little mini-series. And that's the way you gotta do it with that story. Because, uh, you know, you guy comes back and gets revenge and that's it. It's not like... Batman, where he's ongoing getting revenge forever and ever and ever and ever, you know, or Blade or something, where he's killing. Yeah. I got to kill all the vampires. You know, you come back, you get revenge on. Uh, he died of stomach cancer. Okay, sixty four. Yeah, I. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Michael Berryman. Yeah.
1: Um, but he, in the, like, he was a character in the comic book. Like the like after Brandon Lee dies, I think that or when he dies in the movie, then this, The Walking Dead zombie cowboy guy or whatever shows up to talk to him or whatever. And, hmm. uh, he was in, I showed him some of his makeup and stuff and it looked cool, but they just, and then actually it was, he had, uh, some great comments about working with Brandon Lee and just, it was really uh, touching, uh, to hear this guy talk cause he, he's really old now and he remember, remembers it vividly and it was really good. So,
0: I might have to put a Brandon Lee movie up for possible episode 300 options. Hmm. Oh, not sure. I've only to... watched The Crow, I don't think I've watched uh, show... was it showdown in Little Tokyo. That one was it's okay. It's worth a watch just for him to say, tell Dolph Lundgren, you know, just so you know, I think you have the hugest cock I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Perfect. worth it for that alone. It's hilarious. Uh, but that's just kind of a '90s action movie. But Rapid okay. Fire is the one well, that I've never you seen check. Oh, I own the VHS, and I don't think it went past VHS. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's an awesome '90s movie. Violent and and him just whipping ass like uh, Bruce Lee kind of moves and a uh, gunplay and uh, Powers Booth. What more do you need? Ooh, for a movie?
1: there you go. Yeah, I like Powers Booth.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Uh okay. Anything else you want to add for this episode? Coming soon. We're gonna do coming soon and wrap up. Uh, lone Wolf and Cub and a whole bunch more Bond. Yeah, I, might, I want to go through all the Daniel Craig Bonds, but are, I mean, you're gonna be going through them on Voodoo. Um, yeah, not for a while. I mean, go for it. I'm not gonna watch any of those for. Okay, well I a might while. get started then, so I have a head start on you. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, I might actually start doing that today after yeah. I hopefully get a freaking nap.
1: Yeah. Right, now, are you know? Are you
0: gonna watch them all, including Spectre? Yeah, I'm gonna go through all the Craig's.
1: Okay. Cool. Uh,
0: very curious. I, uh, I've watched that twice now, and eh. I, I see now I haven't watched him in quite a while. So uh, there was one that I thought was clearly the worst, and I think it might have been Spectre. That yeah, one at first... the end. They go to some desert place, and then he—that's the one. Sh- yeah, yeah, that's awful. So, oh, that one—I remember hating that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Oh, real quick, wanted to review Space Raiders. Oh yeah, I really Roger know. Corman movie. So that's that's how I, the icing on my Star Trek cake is that <laughs> oh. flaming piece of shit Ooh, not good huh <laughs> uh no have you seen it I've never seen it no. before no oh lots of hallways with tubing and piping and we gotta have that space bar scene just like Star Wars except none of the masks move we bought them all at the Halloween store oh, oh, oh it was it was so bad <laughs> I fell asleep for like forty minutes in the middle, and I woke up and I didn't miss a thing. Not a not a thing. Warehouses, talking, lots of talk sure lots of talking, arguing, lots maybe of, lots of Roger Corman and hmm. guns that shoot sparks. <laughs> uh, coming soon for me. Um, yeah, Daniel Craig, uh, Bonds, and I have them all on Blu-ray. I think. I think those are the only ones. See, yeah, I have all the. Uh, uh, previous Bonds on DVD, but then the Craig's I have on uh, Blu-ray. But I'll watch them on your Voodoo because it's more convenient, you see. Yeah, it's convenient. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's probably it for me. Who knows what else I'm going to watch. More yeah. more searching on Amazon Prime for stuff. I keep digging and digging and digging and then I find something and it's terrible. And my <laughs> <sighs> god, this is great. Uh, okay. Anything else for you? I think that should do it. All right. I'll see you next time. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.